Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cigars and Opinions with your host, Sean. Say hey. Hi. That was my wife. And now... It is time to get into... The... Guard on Patrol segment. Go ahead and take it away, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Hey, my party people. How is it hanging? (sighs) It's another Guard on Patrol segment. So, coming to you on a Sunday night. Um, it's uh, the twenty first, and uh, well. Actually, it's 1 in the morning, so it's the 22nd, but, um, still. Anyway, how are all of y'all? you're doing good that's a great thing if you're not well hang in there shit don't get better before or shit, shit shit don't get better before it gets worse shit gets worse before it gets better just keep that in mind uh have to record this literally right now because if I don't then I gotta wait till Friday or Saturday to record because uh, I work tomorrow night or Monday night and then I'm off the rest of the week all the way until Friday so I um I don't really have anything specific to talk about but if I had something specific to talk about I would have already started talking about it by now huh so I didn't really need to say that I don't have anything specific um yeah regardless There's absolutely nobody here right now, because it's Sunday night, Monday morning, and they don't have workers on Sunday, so I'm by myself, minding my own business, doing my own thing.
wish I had weather like last night and the night before. Well, actually, I wish I had weather like last night. Last night was nice. It wasn't too cold and it wasn't too hot. All the weather in the world ain't that bad. It was probably in the in the fifties or forties, which I think is just the right kind of weather. Because it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. Perfect time to have a campfire or a bonfire. Whichever you prefer. Perfect time to have one of those, but uh, I was stuck here at this job. anything going on all night either but there usually ain't much anything going on at night so <sighs> about them riots that broke out recently after the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. Apparently there are riots breaking out again and they are rioting because somebody who was at a riot defending himself got acquitted. I mean, what do you really, do you really expect people with guns and stuff like that not to defend themselves? Like, really? You expect somebody that has a gun not to defend themselves when somebody is rushing at them? I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm pulling the trigger. It's either you or me at that point. And I'm not about to die. You know what I mean? I've got people to live for. And, uh, I don't think they would like it if I just, uh, killed over. So, uh... But these people are deciding, oh, hey, he, he, he gets all, he's getting off without getting in any trouble for using a gun. So we're gonna, we're gonna riot. Okay. Um, here's the issue. You are rioting because somebody that was at one of your riots. Oh, I'm sorry. Peacefully protesting. 
you are peacefully protesting in the street with, you know, Molotov cocktails and 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 guns of your own and and brick throwing and destroying private property and all of that. You're doing all of that shit, but it's peacefully protesting. And, uh, you're doing it because some guy got off on charges instead of going to jail after he defended himself with the Second Amendment behind him. Because the Second Amendment was behind him. He was allowed to have that gun. And he has the right to protect himself. And you guys want to riot again? Oh, I'm sorry. Peacefully protest all over the streets again? Is, is that really... Kyle Rittenhouse, part two. In another year, he'll be going to court again. Being acquitted of all charges because... Why? Because he defended himself. Again. What happened this time? Well... Let's see, we got a sex offender, a another, some other felon with a gun, and, and, and somebody, I, I know that they were, uh, they were career criminals, I do know that much. One guy had gotten... Multiple, multi, multiple times he had gotten arrested for uh, sexual crimes, and then the other guy, one of the other guys, also did something and got himself put in jail. I don't, I, I didn't follow the whole thing. I didn't care, but <clears throat> I just find it funny that people that claim to be tolerant and people that claim to be such and such they claim to be the 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 better people in society they're not are you know rioting after somebody just got acquitted for shooting while there was a riot going on like does that really seem like the smartest idea I mean, granted, these people are not very smart, but come on, they can't be that stupid. I'm not defam. I'm, I'm not. I'm not defaming anybody from that. From saying that, there's no defamation of character going on. But come on, people. Like. Seriously, come on. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this one. I'm going to wrap this up. And I will see y'all in the main segment. Take it away, Sean. Hello, my party people. Thank you, Sean. And we are on number 27. (sighs) 
I literally thought I was recording this whole time, but apparently I wasn't, so now I got to try again. And my phone is discharging, apparently. I need to check something. This crap. Ampere. Open up Ampere. 3.5. Preparations for Android 12. Measure, measure over 5,000 amps. AAM8. Uh, bug fixes. It's alert. That it alerts it is pro feature. Not charging instead of discharging. If your device reports not charging instead of discharging, use the enhanced measurement setting option. Measured value is always zero. If a measured value is always zero, Please try to use the old measurement method. Okay. Health is apparently good in my phone. Seven point nine Celsius. I don't know Celsius. So says that it's good, but the phone is discharging, not charging. Because it was at 20%, now it's at 15 So. My phone's being stupid. I'd like to just throw this phone in the garbage. Because that's where it belongs. But, um... actually has internet right now. Um, hmm. So... Then what should I do? Well, no. It, it has it, but it doesn't at the same time. Let's see here. Uh, 
That's an interesting idea. So this is an r slash no sleep story. And it's a Thanksgiving themed story because it's on Thanksgiving that it happened. It says, uh... A man murdered my whole family on Thanksgiving. I met him today. My one dorm apartment is empty once again during the season of turkeys and family. No apple pies will be baked for me. No uncles or distant relatives from the far west to come visit. Hell, not even a good drunk debate on shitty American politics. I do agree. American politics are very shitty. And again, so are our politicians. <clears throat> Whenever I'm not working retail, I am a driver for Uber. It is one of the best days to work delivering because of a good volume of demand and great tips as well. I could make upwards of $600 of the stars lined up correctly if the stars lined up correctly <clears throat> guess having no family obligations sometimes has its benefits that's kind of a dark thing to say but alright anyway The day was nothing special, just a lot of driving and small talk about rich people's family traditions or latest family gossip. However, it wasn't until I drove to a Sheraton hotel to pick up David that my <clears throat> that my day took a took a twist. David recognized the black 2017 Toyota Camry because he came up to my window once I rolled up. Is this Mordred? Yes, please make yourself comfortable and I'll drive you to your state to your destination. I took a look at David, a well-dressed and attractive Asian man in his 30s, early 30s, with glasses. Most importantly, he had a long scarf on his, a long scar on his right cheek, one that I gave him a near, one that, one that I gave him nearly a decade ago. Mordred is a is quite a name. Your parents are major fans of King Arthur, I assume. Ah, yes. They were obsessed unhealthily with the Arthurian legend. He hell, my older sister was named Morgan and my older brother was Lan Lancelot. Seriously, phone? I'm gonna throw you in the garbage.
wow, these were your legal names, not nicknames? Yep. It was kind of, uh, it was kind of weird introducing myself at school. I know, I should change it, though I think I want to disassociate myself with my family. That's unfortunate. I have done a lot of research on the Arthurian mythos, mostly due to some strange events in my life. That was the confirmation I needed to know that David was the reason I had no no one with me anymore at the Thanksgiving table. I couldn't have been more than 12 years old that Thanksgiving. I have tried suppressing the memory of it, but it all comes back. My father really enjoyed playing the part Arthur, which is how I think he met my mother. It was so ingrained in them that every Thanksgiving the tradition was to come dressed as Arthurian characters. If it wasn't for the fact our house was made of bricks, you would think it was the Middle Ages. All of my uncles and aunts, which I had many of, came dressed in these strange medieval night suits and would swear and sorry and would wear masks and helmets to cover their faces it felt cultish to say the least david i'm sorry if i'm intruding but what strange events are you referring to It's a bit of a coincidence, you ask, considering it is Thanksgiving as well. The events are slightly traumatic, so I don't want to mention too much. Basically, one Thanksgiving, a bunch of weirdos... A bunch of weirdos once kidnapped me, and they all spoke in some strange medieval English. The bunch of weirdos... Is a bunch of weirdos is the best way I could have described them. That Thanksgiving, my sister Morgan finally turned 18. It meant she could finally wield the Excalibur. A class in classic Arthurian fashion, our Thanksgiving dinner for as many years as I could remember took place in this massive round table. The table was decorated just like a medieval banquet, except we ate Thanksgiving food until 9 p.m. After 9, the wielding of the Excalibur started. However, everyone under 18 had to leave the banquet. We could not leave our rooms either. Not, not even to go to the bathroom. Hell, they even sent someone to guard the, our door. For many years, my sister Morgan and I theorized about what happened downstairs. We were young and innocent, but how could we have not, or how could we have not known what horrors truly happened? If the loud, agonizing screaming that occurred during my family's horrific singing didn't give it away, then it should have been 
that putrid smell the day after. Now I know it was the smell of corpses. Hell, how could the bloody round table the day after not have given it away either? Uh, so there was a there was a uh, sacrificial thing. That's what that is. It's a sacrificial thing. My sister Morgan once told me she even saw the Excalibur and described it as a huge blade just as the Arthurian legend told, except it was always colored mostly red. That infamous Thanksgiving, Morgan would not be joining me in our room after 9pm. Just like today's Thanksgiving, I was alone read. The wielding of the Excalibur. Semmel, the family would sing their medievals, weird medieval songs in Latin while someone else would scream. I wondered how Morgan was enjoying herself. Faintly from my door, I could hear my father's voice say, Ready, ready my Morgan for battle. You will now ride with the king and slay a disgraceful soul. Disgraced soul. Join us. The singing continued until I heard a sudden scream from Morgan. I won't torture them. The silence was deafening. All I could hear was my guard leaving my door and leaving my door and heading downstairs. That was my moment. I could see the tradition. Then all the piercing scream all the piercing screaming began. No more singing, just shrieking. Just shrieking sounds and the sound of a bullet flying. I often tell my psychologist that I wish I had just stayed in my room. However, then I would never have met David nor truly known the extent of my family's violent crimes. I entered the dining room, one which now looked like the Red Wedding. The bodies of my extended family, all with many stab wounds, lied in front of me. In the corner sat the corpse of my sister Morgan. She had a bullet wound in her head. Just neck, just um, <clears throat> she had a bullet wound in her head. Right next to her was the body of my father with multiple stab wounds. I knew it was him because of the crown. Next, uh, his hand, his hand was next to the gun. The one which likely killed Morgan for disobeying his order. I saw three people dressed in just as medieval peasants still wielding blades and stabbing more of the people dressed as knights. They did not stop until every single one was dead. One of the peasants, an Asian man, with cuts all across his body who had just killed a knight spoke Michael find the nearest phone and call the police tell them we were abducted by a cult and nearly sacrificed we need all the evidence possible to support our case Mary arms up look for Mary arms up look for any other of these cult members still hiding. 
who else would how else would a 12 year old child who just saw his whole family murdered react well I grabbed a blade on the floor and charged for the man slicing his face he was clearly stronger and it did not take him much to put me down at that moment I faced a blade and likely death David no he's just a child he doesn't understand what these sick fucks did he just tried to kill me he's po- he's probably also indoctrinated in whatever sick shit these people were in- were doing a woman then got in front of me he still has a life to live he can change i promise spare him david we do not need to stoop to the we do not need to stoop to the level of these demented idiots a young david huffed and put the blade down you're right mary stuff him in in a closet or something so he's not a danger anymore hopefully he gets the help he needs I spent the rest of that Thanksgiving, the first of many, alone. I could never look at the Arthurian legend the same way again. The many foster homes and child counselors didn't help much either. In the present, I stopped. In the present, I stopped my car in front of a suburban Boston home this was David's destination here you go sir happy Thanksgiving thank you Mordred I'll make sure I'll make sure to tip you well I watched David walk away and inside the home I could see a warm Thanksgiving meal and comforting family ready to welcome him However, he turned around and ran to my car. Mordred, wait. I stopped my car. I know times are tough, especially in this day and age. If you don't have any other plans, would you like to join my family for my family and I for Thanksgiving? I gladly accepted it. I gladly uh, I gladly accepted. It would be the first ever Thanksgiving meal with others since that day. Now I could expect revenge and finally continue my family's tradition of Now I could exact revenge and finally continue my family's tradition of wielding the Excalibur. For I am Sir Mordred the traitor. Hmm. Why isn't that fucked? A, that's a damn good ending there though but uh we're only 24 minutes in so
That was a damn good story. See if there's another decent sized story. This one's not labeled as long, but it doesn't, well, well it is kind of long. Ah, you stupid freaking thing. <sighs> really? There we freaking go. Pain in the ass. This is, uh, I had the weirdest dream during my Thanksgiving turkey coma. I had just finished off my third plate of Thanksgiving food and was lying on my back in bed, waiting to fall into a blissful food coma. My mind was clear. My fan was on. Had been on since the morning. I don't bother turning it off these days. Aside from the whir of the fan, my room is qu my room was quiet. My dog snoozing at the foot of my bed. Computer, my computer asleep. My PS4 in rest mode. My phone was on my wire was on my wireless charger beside my bed. All its sound turned off, save the alarm for work. Just when I felt myself fading, I heard, clear as day, your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please hang up and try your call again. I bolted upright, instantly awake, and peered around my room. The automated message sounded so close as if it had played right inside my head, but when I looked around there wasn't anything there wasn't anything unfamiliar in the room. Only the usual immobile utterly lifeless shapes. My dog rested calmly at my feet. He didn't hear the message. I said, hang up the fucking phone. The voice deeply mo modulated. Screamed and screamed at the demand. And this time, it definitely sounded like it came from within my skull. The words reverberated inside my head, sending shivers throughout my body. Panicking, I rolled over and fell off my bed. I landed hard and the haphazard impact worsened the sonic pounding in my head. Dazed, I scrambled to my feet and saw... Uh, Dazed, I scrambled to my feet and saw, lying in the depression of my mattress where I'd been only a moment before, a shadowy man-shaped 
figure. Though, though it was faceless, it turned to me and with an added in its already ab- abysmal voice, it said, I don't want you making want you making any calls while I'm trying to sleep. Shut off the shut off that brain of yours. It's too late to be thinking of thinking things. Hang it up. What the Okay. Alright, that's interesting. I was immediately immovably petrified by the utter shock of the moment. My fear-stiffened legs would not obey my brain's uselessly insistent commands to move. The best I was able to do was flex my fingers and blink my eyes. Meanwhile, the figures the figures stared at me expectantly shimmering darkly in its pitch black flesh at the foot of my bed my dog slumbered away oblivious to his master's imminent doom at the hands of the nightmarish presence when by virtue of remaining unwillingly conscious I failed to comply the entity sat up with sat up from my bed with a thickly muscled arm from which plumbed vaporous shadows it reached up and seized me by the throat if you won't turn it off i will the darkness of its body then flowed towards mine its skin peeled away from it. Its skilled pen peeled away from its form, leaving nothing behind. The leaving nothing behind and began sliding over my body, inch by inch, second by second. The nocturnal being unmade itself. That's an interesting way to put it. If I didn't. If I hadn't been paralyzed before, then the transfer, then the transference of its blackly spectral skin would have instantly ensnared me. There was a pressure in the dark absorption, an impeccable, an impeccable bodily seizing. I was slowly being mummified in wraps of shadow and night. When I felt the darkness enter me, began to reach its invasive tendrils towards my brain, I ascended to a new height of panic and regained a little of my moment of my movement in the subsequent dump of adrenaline as my brain was tickled by the malignant sedative fingers of the specter I fought to pull away the outer layer of its being from my body in response to my sudden resistance, it increased the intensity of its probing, and I began to sway, losing control of my losing, losing control over myself. My vision started to blur, and my strength was immediately sapped. Weakly, I tried to move toward my dog, hoping to wake him, hoping he could claw and bite away. The tenebrous coating. But before I could reach him, and due to these, and due to the stifling murk, unable to try and call out, I fell onto my bed, and my vision went black. 
as the umbral entity sank sank its black fangs into my mind. I woke up still lying in bed unburdened by darkness. There was no shelf or cover of molten shadows. No invasive tentacles of dark. It had all been a dream. The shadowy figure, the intracranial shouting, the possession, the unreal suggestion that my thoughts were somehow audible and therefore disruptive to eldritch horrors attempting to sleep. A few quiet, breathless moments passed. And then I heard the message again. The same volume, the same unexplainably close proximity, the same infernally deep voice. I fought back tears, tried to peer deeper into the shadows to discern some alien object or person. I I saw only the perfect still, the perfect still though irreparably crooked length of my lamp, my empty chair, my sturdy desk. I sat up, dreading to find the sentient shadow form beneath me but saw only my sweat-soaked sheets and my and my body's lingering depression in the mattress my dog the heaviest sleeper in the animal kingdom snored peacefully at my foot or at my feet there was no one in sight nothing lurked within the scope of my vision Just when I was about to muster up the courage to get out of bed and turn and turn on the lights, I heard in a surprisingly human voice, Hey, so this is really awkward, but I don't think I'm typing the right number. Is it a 7 or a 9 at the end? And is the area code... 636 or 314 I'm trying to do the whole the call is coming from inside the house thing I even have this demonic voice charger this demonic voice changer and well this is just really embarrassing I'm sorry house invasions have been pretty boring lately even with a little torture, so I just thought I'd spice things up a bit, add a little supernatural spookiness to my repertoire. Absent-mindedly, I gave the voice the proper area code and ending digit. And then, realizing what was happening screamed thankfully my dog heard that and after assessing the situation with his acute canine instincts he dashed under the bed and sent the intruder pathetically scurrying out the other out the other side ignoring me the masked man lethally armed with some sort of curved blade and other instruments of torture in his belt fumbled around the bed fled screaming out of the room and after receiving a few motivating nips from my dog ran out of my house and into the night returning to my room my dog sniffed under the bed to confirm that there weren't any other intruders hiding beneath it and then climbed back on he licked my hand, then resettled, then resettled himself, 
in his little blanket nest at my feet. Now comfortably assured that I was finally safe and would continue to be, thanks to my pup, I quickly fell asleep. That was an interesting story. A really interesting story. And, uh, I, I liked it. It was good. It was really good. Though I think it would have been better if an actual narrator were narrating it. I think you guys would have been able to hear it better from someone else. But I liked it. Um, so I'm going to cut the story short at that point. Um, I'm not cutting the story short itself, but because I read everything he wrote. But Yeah, that was good. Um, both of those stories were good. Uh, I'm really surprised that I ended up finding one from that exact subreddit. Um, but yeah, no sleep stories are pretty damn good, honestly. Uh, I don't usually mess with no sleep. Um... This was just gonna be me, just just gonna be me, just uh, rambling on until my internet decided to come back. But uh, I think I have this a lot better with the r slash uh, no sleep. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, my thoughts and opinions. That first story was interesting. It was mildly interesting, but it was interesting. And, um, Arthurian cult family. Basically, that whole thing was about an Arthurian cult family. The guy was in the Arthurian cult when he was younger. And he was born into it. And he met the people that ended up killing his whole family. And then was going to kill his... Then was going to kill the other guy's family in retribution. So, well, revenge, whichever works. I kind of like that. Normal for their culture, I suppose. Normal for that kind, for that time period. You could actually go after revenge and, uh, it not be completely treated as you murdering somebody. It would still be it would still be treated as you murdering somebody because you did murder. But and they say an eye for an eye back then. Nowadays, you say an eye for an eye. It usually means you commit a crime and then you go to jail. 
that's usually an eye for an eye nowadays. But, uh, yeah. That second story was a bit of a... A bit interesting, too, because... I mean, the idea that somebody is hiding under your bed... But if you had a dog, that dog wouldn't be sleeping. That dog wouldn't know that there was somebody under your bed and they would alert you. Especially if they just start talking to you after. I don't know. I did like the stories, though. What do you guys think? Um, I don't expect anything from anybody at this point. I don't expect any answers. I really don't even expect anybody to listen. But I'm going to keep it going because I enjoy it. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, I'm going to give it over to Sean with the generic outro. Good night, everybody. Happy late Thanksgiving. And have a good one. Hey everybody, so, I hope you liked tonight's podcast, and uh, if you uh, if you enjoyed this, and you are able to, I would hope that you would leave a like, wherever you hear it from, if you're able to like it, I hope you like I hope you press the like button, if they got one. Uh, just, um, just having, just having even one person listening, you know, makes my day, it makes my week, uh, just doesn't make my whole week, <laughs> it makes my week, not my whole week, <laughs> alright, so, um, yeah, I, um, I hope that you guys, uh, enjoyed it, and, well, I mean, uh, of course you enjoyed it, you wouldn't still be here if you didn't, uh, so I will give you my opinions. The cigar is always good, and uh, I always enjoy talking to y'all and, and um, smoking a cigar while I do it. And of course, just throwing out my opinions is funny too. But uh, yeah. All right, well, as always, my uh, opinion is you should come back for more. Um, I do, I don't know, I'm doing it weekly, so come back for more next week. I try to do it every Sunday if I can, but sometimes my phone decides to be stupid. Um, yeah. Alright. You guys have a good one. And I will see you next time. Bye, my party people. <laughs>